Hello, friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I am so happy to be able to bring you good news from God's Word today. Uh, I want to bring you some good news in a bad news world, and the news couldn't hardly, well, I say the news couldn't get any worse. It can always be worse. But I'm telling you, this is bad enough for us to need some good news bad. And if you want to hear some good news today, we're so glad you tuned in to this broadcast. You're not going to get it from any of the news outlets in the world. The good news is going to come from uh, one book, and that book is the Bible, the Word of the Living God. Hallelujah. David said it's a light unto my pathway and it's a lamp unto my feet praise god well we want to light your pathway today and we want you to have a lamp for your feet it's getting dark out there and we need god's word to shed some light not only on on the situation that we're in but the situation it's created in us and i want you to know that god is not sitting high aloof in his heaven unconcerned and uninvolved he is right he's a right now god and he's right here with us right now that's why psalm 46 is so consoling that says, we, we, we will not fear, though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. For God is our refuge. God is our strength. And he is a very present or ever present help in the time of trouble. Well, we're in that time, and it's not just the COVID, and it's not just the political polarization and all of the, uh, all of the circumstances of that. It is the last of the last days. And God said He would go with us all the way. <laughs> not part of the way, not most of the way, but all the way. And that's why the teaching that we're continuing, even there, the presence the promise of the presence of God. Even there, the promise of the presence of God. I'm going to read our foundational scripture uh, from Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10. I'm going to pray today for you right where you are that you will receive this word from the Lord, from His word in the scripture, but more importantly, from His heart especially right now. I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me today to communicate this this understanding of God's reaction to our need when this kind of trouble comes. And I want you to, to, to receive this prayer today from my heart. Heavenly Father, I don't know all of the people. I know some of the people have contacted me that listen consistently to the teaching that we're bringing from the Word of God. And Father, I just thank you for every one of them and their families. But I thank you beyond those that we know to those that you know. And that's everyone who is listening right now. And because you know them and you know their circumstances... You want them to know that you are right 
there with them right now, right in this moment. And if they're a Christian from this moment forward, there won't be a millisecond that you will not be with them, fulfilling your word to your people that we see even in the old covenant, dear Lord. <laughs> when, you, when, not if, but when you go through the fire, it will not kindle upon you because I'm with you. And when you go through the flood tides, they will not drown you. They will not overwhelm you because I am with you. And we're so grateful that you are right here, right now, God, today in the life of your people. And I pray you will cover them with a covering of your spirit. You will keep them by your power because you love them with your agape love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's get to the word today. Even there, even there, the promise of the presence of God. Psalm 139, 7 through 10 says it this way. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, speaking of the grave, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me and thy right Hand shall hold me. Made this statement about that statement. No matter what you're facing, God is there. And no matter how distant God may seem, He is there. David literally looks up to the heavens. He looks down to the earth, the grave. He looks east talks about the wings of the morning. He looks west to the Mediterranean Sea. No matter where David could imagine being, he could not imagine being there without God's presence. And we talked about God being there. Even if you have been defeated in some area of your life, God is there to pick you up God is there to lift you up. God is there to carry you if necessary, to keep his promise to never leave you, never forsake you. So if you've ever been defeated, if you've ever prayed and not got the answer you felt appropriate and you felt like God didn't hear or God isn't listening, you can become greatly discouraged. And I want to read from Judges 6, 11 through 13. And listen to what God's answer was for someone who was deeply discouraged because of their circumstances. God is there in our discouragement. Judges 6, 11 through 13. It said, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash and Ebenezrite, the Eb. Pardon me for pronunciation. It's hyphenated in my Bible too. Abinazat, right. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. 
And Gideon said unto him, and this is a legitimate question when you're discouraged, when the Midianites are taking your grain from you and you have to literally hide it from them to have something to eat. They have invaded, they have prevailed, and, and no wonder he was discouraged. And here's what he said, and you may have said this in some form of another. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then has all this befallen us? Does that sound familiar to what can creep into our heart? And maybe you're asking that question while we're teaching this message. If the Lord is with us, then why has all this evil befallen us? And where be all his miracles? which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us. That's how you and I may feel. But that's not the way it is. I, I told you in the beginning, I want to say it again, God is a right here, right now God. Hallelujah. That's why now faith is. Amen. As someone has said. Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us. That's how he felt. And that's how it looked. Because that's that's why he felt the way he felt. And delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? It appeared that God had forsaken Israel. He had not. His message to restore courage was simple and singular. The Lord is with thee. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord is with thee. Glory be to God. Listen. That is so important. That's why we're reiterating this. We're not rushing through this. We are taking time to declare once again, no matter how deeply discouraged you may be, the Lord is there with you. I'm going to back up to verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And this word valor here means might, force, strength, efficiency. You're a man of of spiritual strength and efficiency. But you see, a discouraged man won't use his faith. He will absolutely let all of that that God has invested in him through the anointing by the Spirit of God himself to lay dormant in his life if he's discouraged. And that's why the message of God's presence with us will bring us out of that deep, dark place of discouragement. I've said this before. I want to say it again. It is said, and this is a story to illustrate something. It is said that Satan had a yard sale where he was selling off many of his obsolete devices of destruction. One ambitious demon pointed to a device on the top shelf of the devil's storehouse and said, How much for that? The devil responded, That device is not for sale at any price. This is my personal favorite. It is discouragement. It is discouragement. 
If I can get it into a person's life, I can easily defeat them, no matter how much power or potential God has given them. Is that you today? Could that be me today? Could we fall into this trap that although God sees us as mighty men and women of valor because of discouragement, you see, the Apostle Paul wrote Timothy because he was deeply discouraged. And he told him this, God did not give you the spirit of fear. He didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And then he told him to stir up the gift that is in you by the laying on of hands. Discouragement will cause us not to use the faith we have to stir up all that God has equipped us with uh, to, to be strong, a strong force for Him. Men and women of valor, even in the darkest of times. Once again, the realization that even occupied by the Midianites, God's people were not forsaken. Even there, God was ready to deliver them. A powerful motivator who speaks more than 250 times a year, David Ring, some of you may have heard of him or heard him speak, has a loving wife, four healthy children, and a talented management staff. Week after week, huge crowds welcome him to hear him encourage them through the Word of God in his personal testimony. But it wasn't always so. David was born dead without oxygen, and though he revived, this deficiency resulted in cerebral palsy. His brother died of hemophilia. His parents divorced. His father died of cancer when he was 11, his mother of the same disease when he was 14, leaving him orphaned. David's family wanted to institutionalize him. He was so angry and self-pitying. He hated God. Most of all, he hated himself. David was confronted with a choice. He could either receive a new beginning through Jesus Christ or continue in bitter discouragement. David chose to accept Christ as his personal Savior. He turned to the Lord. And, and he then chose to accept God's purpose for his life. He chose to accept himself. He has become a powerful preacher and witness for Christ. Today, he still walks with a limp and has a speech impediment. But in his unique way, he tells people, don't ask why, ask what. What do you want me to do with my problems, God? How can I glorify you with them? You see, dear friend, even there, God has given victory. He's given us victory because He's given us a choice to trust Him in the day of trouble. He's given Him victory, power, purpose, and peace. True empowerment is God's strength working through our weakness. I want to say that again. True empowerment is God's strength working through our weakness. One translation of Scripture said God's strength shows up best in weak people. In the New Covenant where Paul says, When I'm weak, then, then, 
at that precise place in my life, condition of my life, then am I made strong. Discouragement doesn't mean that you are forsaken. It means that you feel forsaken. But even there, God is with you. Accept this reality by faith, not by feeling, and break the chains and go free. God is there in your deepest discouragements. Hallelujah. Listen, and God is also there in your trouble. In your trouble. If there's one thing that we are promised in this fallen world, in this faulty body, it's trouble. John sixteen thirty three, Jesus says, and I quote, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world. I always ask a question of any audience. Are you still in this world? Are you still living in this body that is part of the, the that is suffering part of the, the repercussions of the fall? Are you still in a faulty body? Do we not live in a fallen world? Well, because of that, Jesus said, ye shall have tribulation. Listen, if he stopped right there, we're in a helpless, hopeless condition. But he says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This, this word, tribulation, not the great tribulation, though it, it, it's a similar word, but it's a whole, whole entirely different circumstance. It is from the Greek thelpsis, and it means basically pressure, affliction, anguish, persecution, and trouble. And Jesus promised us peace while under pressure. Notice, while having tribulation, in the world, we are promised peace in Him. So peace begins with God's presence. Look at the previous verse 32. Jesus is the source of peace. Listen to it. It says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now, that you shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone. Why? Because the Father is with me. Hallelujah. You see, Christian peace is not the absence of pressure or trouble. It is the presence of God. It is the presence of Jesus Christ in our life. Persecution was coming. Jesus was going to be crucified. The disciples were going to be scattered. Think of the anguish, the awful pressure of the next few days. Even there, on Golgotha, on Calvary's hill, God's hand was at work. There's great peace in knowing that God is there. Hallelujah. Psalm 46 and verse 1. I'm going to read down through verse 7 and then also read verse 11. God is our refuge and strength. A very present, or as translated in many situations to go a little deeper into the Hebrew, a, an ever-present. If he's very present, he is ever-present. Help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, 
though the waters thereof be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. He wants us to pause and think about this kind of cataclysmic trouble. Verse 4 said, there is a river. (laughs) Didn't Jesus say, be of good cheer? Didn't he say, though this is occurring in your life, the pressure is on. Be of good cheer. Amen. I'm with you. Listen, verse 4 said, there is a river. The streams thereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. (laughs) The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And verse 11 says, The Lord of... Reiterating again... What God wants us to know and get a hold of and grab a hold of and not let go of when the trouble comes. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone said this. Well, it's, it's actually in, in, I'm going to read the paraphrase through from Isaiah 43 too. When you cross deep rivers, I will be with you, and you won't drown. When you walk through fire, you won't be burned. Isaiah 43, 2. Amen. This is trouble, friend. In your trouble, you look to God. You will find God. If in your trouble you look to God, you will find God in your trouble. Even there, even there, His hand shall uphold you. Praise God. He will never, no never, leave you, nor will He forsake you. Praise God. Amen. During World War II, Carl Hammer was serving aboard a submarine, the Halibut, in the Aleutian Islands. The sub had been spotted by Japanese planes, which were circling overhead. The horn signaled a dive. And the ship plunged past the tested, the tested undersea depth, 350 feet to 362 feet. The tremendous pressure on the vessel was especially unnerving to Hamner, who is not a seasoned submariner. He knew the ship couldn't stay down forever. He was also aware that the halibut had used up nearly all its torpedoes. Shaken by his circumstances, he prayed, Lord, Will we make it through this, or is this the end? He walked to his locker, opened it, and took out his daily devotional book. The scripture for that particular day was from Isaiah 43, 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. An accompanying poem read in part, When thou comest to the waters, thou shalt not go down, but through. Amner Hamner closed the book, stowed it in his locker, returned to his post. He released his fears. Oh, I want to stop right here and say something. You've got to release your fear because your fear will never release you. That's why the Bible said in the New Covenant, fear hath torment in First John. And that word torment in the Greek means penal imprisonment. 
It puts you in a prison, refuses to let you go, and punishes you every single day. Listen. Hamner closed the book, stowed it in his locker, returned to his post. He released his fears, convinced that God had answered his question. Well, you see, he just had that devotional appear in that one verse of Scripture. We have all these Scriptures we have been studying to help us to release our fear by trusting God with what is causing us to be fearful. That's why the Bible said, cast your burden upon the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never suffer or allow the righteous to be moved. And that's why First Peter 5, 7 in the New Covenant says, casting your care upon the Lord, for He cares for you. And I love the amplified of that, taking all of the connotation of the, of the words. And it would be read, said and read this way, casting all of your care, the whole of your anxiety once and for all upon the Lord, because he cares for you and watches over you affectionately. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you down in this faulty body, in this fallen world, with this formidable foe called the devil. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And that word comfortless is the word for orphan or orphanous. You see, I won't leave you without the faithfulness of your Father. I am going to come back to you. Even after he ascended, he wasn't even talking about the rapture, the secret coming, or the second coming. He was talking about keeping his promise to never leave us by coming to indwell us by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I will not leave you orphanous, but I will send you another comforter, one just like me, the scripture is interpreted as saying. Hallelujah. And he will be with you, and He will be in you, and He will abide with you forever. Praise God. So He said, it's better for you that I go away so He can come. Because I can sit at the right hand of God. on, And I can still sit upon the throne of your heart. Hallelujah. Simultaneously. Glory be to God, because when the Holy Spirit comes, He won't just speak of Himself. He will speak of me. He will testify of me. He will verify God's presence and Christ's presence in our life through His, in His, in His presence in our life. His Spirit, therefore, bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God because God is with us. He's not only for us, dear friend. He is with us. Hallelujah. Listen, you have to release your fears, casting all of your care in light of the promise to never leave us, in light of the fact that God is with us when you can't see Him and you can't sense Him, but you uh, you accept by faith that He is right there, right now, where you are, in your circumstance with you. Hallelujah. And you can lean on Him and look to Him and trust in Him. Hamner closed the book. Let me finish this story. Stowed it in his locker. Returned to his post. 
he released his fears, convinced that God had answered his question. Minutes later, the captain ordered the ship to periscope depth. After surveying the situation, he orders to surface. The halibut had emerged into a blizzard. No plane nor could possibly see the sub, and there were no ships in the area. They headed back toward Midway Island, safe and sound. Glory be to God. Friend of mine, I'm, I'm not going to predict. I am going to proclaim to you today. I don't know how God is going to take you through the fire. I don't know how he's going to take you through that flood without you drowning. But I know he is a faithful God. And I know Jesus keeps every promise that he ever made. He's a promise keeper, not a promise breaker. And I believe with all of my heart, hallelujah, that if you will just use the faith you have to trust in him, the faith that saved you will pull you through whatever you're facing. You don't need bigger faith to go through what you're facing than the faith you used when you received Christ as your Savior. And even if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you say to that mountain, be removed by that faith, (laughs) and doubt not in your heart that what you say with that faith in God, amen, (laughs) you will have what you say. Glory be to God. Amen. God is so wonderfully, wonderfully, hallelujah, committed to keep you and me in the time of great trouble, just like we are in now. And after this passes and before this happened, we live in a faulty body, in a fallen world, with a formidable foe, but we have a faithful Father who promised His presence no matter what all the way even unto the end of the age. And I urge you to release your fear and receive His peace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In this holy moment that you will do that so that God can can not only take you through this, which He promised to do, but He will give you peace while He's taking you through so that you can wait upon Him. You can have patience. Amen. And you can not cast away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. And today, if you don't know Jesus, I feel in my heart so strongly that God wants you to find the hiding place that the old Christian hymn of old talks about. When it says, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. God is a refuge, and therefore God is our strength. And today, the scripture says, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're without hope and without God in this present world. This world in which you're going to experience the pressure and the anguish of all the circumstance that have been caused by the fall. But that can change 
that can change in a moment today. You can come to Jesus. You can repent of your sin. You can receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And you can find refuge right after you pray that prayer. His peace can fill your heart because His person will fill your soul and your body. Hallelujah. He will come to live in you and He'll come to live in you forever and take you all the way through even until the end of the age and then take you to heaven forever. Come to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Find peace in Jesus. Amen.